What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. We're here on month two of quarantining, social distancing here in Maryland. I know some other states are outlaws and just doing whatever the heck they want to do because who cares about coronavirus? But Governor Hogan is making sure we're staying inside and not getting into trouble and spreading this virus around any further. Uh, We're going to talk today about what the heck we've been doing uh, and what we're going to be doing for the next month, because apparently we're going to be inside for a lot longer. Uh, Joining me on today's show, one and only little brother, Jace, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm social distanced. Yes. It's it's very responsible that you are doing that. Good job. My haircut is in desperate need. I am putting myself on the haircut tour. It's embarrassing to look at myself in the mirror right now because it's like, oh, what is going on with you? How's your situation? Uh, I think it's about the top. I know I can no longer get a high top fade, but it's about the max of that. I kind of feel like I am getting very close to that point where I want to see if I can go back to the early 90s and see how high I can get this thing going because that is the only redeemable hairstyle of which I can come up with this thing at this correct moment. You want to try and go with dreads? Act like you're a young Jay-Z? No, no, no. Looking like an old Jay-Z trying to be young (laughs) Jay-Z. I can't do it. And I won't do it. Yes, and my my hair is rocking a Reed Richards if he did not get a haircut look, and I am not happy with it. What can you do, bro? Man. Yeah, it it was bad. I was in the mirror with some clippers, scissors, not clippers. It's like some very small scissors clipping some of the sides because it's it, it's now gone past the point of just bunching up. Now it's starting to curl, and it's like, no, stop this. This is too far. You've <laughs> gone past the point now. It's, it's not ridiculous, huh? Yeah, it's it's very ridiculous, and I'm just not a fan. So there's nothing right now coming new. We we've tapped out the movies. We we've gone to the point now where there are no new movies that are coming to on demand because everything that was in theaters is now on demand, and everything that was slated is pushed back. So we got, I guess the biggest news movie wise for the, for the week was the big pushback of everything at Marvel studios. So everything that was slated is basically been delayed to the next movie's time slot. Black widow was originally slated as we know to come out next month. Now it's coming out in November when we hope knock on wood, that everything will be wrapped up and done. (laughs) There's no guarantee that it will be done, so I guess we're just kind of hoping for the best that, yeah, by November, it'll be straight. So then that that set off this huge chain and train reaction of everything getting pushed back further. So Eternals, which was going to come out November 6th, now is coming out February 12th, 2021. Shang-Chi, on uh, the Ten Rings moves to May 7th, 2021. Doctor Strange goes to November 5th, 2021. And Thor, Love and Thunder, is now going to February 18th, 2022. Man, will Chris Hemsworth still be in shape by that point, bro? I was just saying, man, I, I, I was still in some of his workouts, uh, his, you know, just straight dumbbell workouts, you know, while I'm stuck in the house. So I'm sure he could do it. I mean, his wife just gets him a nice good diet. Yeah, he'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not. I am. I don't. I'm not fat Thor right now. I'm not. Uh, six months after Infinity War, and we just found out there is no getting everybody back, Thor. But yeah, it's not looking good. Fortunately, I'm not getting beer delivered to the front door <laughs> yet. Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2 are coming out May 8th and July 8th, 2022. But the big question is, how does this affect the arrival of the X-Men in Fantastic Four? Uh, again, if, you, if they haven't cast it, it's perfect. Because you don't have to, I mean, like, you know, unless you really want to have somebody locked in, you still have an extra year, basically, to choose who you want for this X-Men cast. So I don't think it's actually horrible for them. 
right now. If you have a director, I mean, every, I mean, the good thing is like everybody's in the same boat. It's like unless you have like some horrible project and you know this is the easiest way possible to get out of it. Like say if you were directing like Fox X Men and then you had a scheduling conflict. You'd be like, oh, man, I really wanted to get back on that X-Men project, but I got this thing over here, and I can't, you know, I don't want to break my contract. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer, I could see Jennifer Lawrence being like, I'm not going to be able to come back, guys. Sorry. I'm not going to be able to do it. <laughs> I'm not even going to let you put blue paint in my hair. Uh, I think she would have that, actually. When they actually called, she was like, can you guys cue that up from the internet? Just play it to them. <laughs> I'm not even talking, though. No. Can't, can't do it. Won't do it. And absolutely will not. Um, so that means that we're not going to get, we're probably not going to get the Falcon and the Winter Soldier come, I think that was set for August. And then the Mandalorian season two is going to be in October. And then Scott WandaVision was going to be in November. I'm just like, uh, everything's getting messed up. And I'm not, I'm just like, ah, come on now. I'm ready for entertainment again. And this is when they go, of course, this is why we're worth $20 million per film and $1 million per episode on these things. Because we bring to you people entertainment. I did not. Oh, oh, you know, it's always the folks like, oh, see, you find out you don't need sports. Ask the people who like sports what they need. They're dying for it. They're Let me tell you board. one bit of foolishness I did yesterday, or maybe it was Friday, because I was so desperate and hard up for sports. So I started off my day, and this was yesterday now that I think about it. I was watching the, um, I had an old DVD, so I'm watching a poor TV copy transfer of Niners versus Giants in the NFC wildcard game where we're really far behind and then we just keep coming back. And and it's funny how I can hate a player way back when and have a begrudging respect for them now. Not the case with Jeremy Shockey. Shockey, Shockey, Shockey. That guy just annoyed me all over again in a fresh new way when I rewatched that game. Is that, was Madden commentating? No. This was Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and Chris Collinsworth. I didn't even realize all three of them. I totally forgotten all three of them were in a booth at one point. It's crazy. And very early on in the broadcast, Troy managed to to throw in a, yeah, we beat the Bills to win the Super Bowl. And I just was like, shut up, Troy. It, it took me back to, to a happy place. When I, mean, I say that all the time. Troy, I have to like the, what was the beer commercial where he says, I like living in the past. It's like, he, he was not lying. It's like, I will show you a Cowboy reference to when we actually could win a playoff game, no matter what. He's quite ridiculous. Also quite ridiculous was, uh, for whatever reason, wink, wink, I still had the commercials with the Miller Lite girls. It tastes great, less filling. Wink, wink. Gosh, that I was watching that commercial with 2020 woke eyes, and was like, oh, they'd never be able to make that commercial now. But then they actually ended with the two guys at the bar laughing, and you're like, who wouldn't love that commercial? And their two, I assume, girlfriends or two female friends looking so disgusted. And I was like, maybe that would pass the 2020 smell test. <laughs> no, that would, that would be the, the – these are now who actually decides on these commercials tests. <laughs> That's a magnificent commercial. If you if you have no idea what we're talking about, uh, you should YouTube it because it's it's still sensational even now. Yeah. Absolutely sexist, but yeah, it's, that was a football commercial back in the good old days. Kids. Well, that that was before they had record ratings and all. <laughs> yeah, didn't understand the joys of inclusive football, which right, right, sense. right. Oh wait, you can't actually tackle anybody. Too. Yeah, right. true. Yeah. Very good point. But that was not my ridiculous sports-related thing that I did. So I don't know if you paid any attention, but Bleacher Report has been doing this simulation of all-time great teams. So they've taken all the best players on every squad, and they're doing a simulation on Madden 2K20, whatever this current one is. Um, 
new numbers, same old game. That one. No, no, different controls. Same game. Needless control. Needless control changes. Same game. So two buttons would used to be one button. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why not? So they have the Niners, and of course, it's the only reason I'm actually tuned in. The all-time Niners versus the all-time Rams. So the from based off what I could piece together, starting lineup was Joe quarterback, Jerry, uh, Dwight Clark, which I thought was odd, kind of nostalgia thing for the wide receivers. Or maybe maybe he was – I feel like he wasn't starting. But they had T.O. and they started working T.O. in because after watching that Giants game, T.O. and Jerry are the starting receivers for me. And then John Taylor and yeah. Clark. Because, gosh, T.O. was – man, if I never saw Jerry Rice play, I would think that T.O. was the greatest receiver. <laughs> that dude was different. Like, he he was just breaking tackles like it was nothing. Crazy. And, and fast. Deceptively fast. So anyway, I tune in and the game is 14-7 going into the fourth quarter. Who's the Rams team? Rams team, it has uh, Warner as the quarterback. I guess Falk as the running back. Yeah. A lot of their greatest show on turf. It's basically the greatest show on turf offense and Merlin Olsen and like the fearsome foursome defense and some other random guys and i'm like this is preposterous first of all they was going 14 points on any defense and, and they had charles haley and nick bosa I'm like what come on now body lied on defense how are you scoring 14 points again I'm, even if today's rules apply i'm still thinking ronnie lot sets the tone early about them boys Oh, it's no more running in the middle. Especially with those soft batch Rams receivers who did that without playing against Ronnie Lott. Yeah. It's like they, 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 yeah, they Ronnie went down like fast. Yeah, they went down like they were hit by a feather if they had contact coming. Don't oh, touch me. Please, they had a long career. See? They set the tone for today's NFL game. Yeah. Soft losers. Anyhow. So I'm watching the game and I'm like, why are they even up? And <laughs> I was like, I was very confused. So I'm watching the game and the and it's at the point now where the Niners have and, and they're just they're infuriating because they're not um they're not doing anything on offense. They have to punt and then they stop the Rams and then they get the ball back with like let's say two minutes. No, it was over two minutes in the fourth quarter and you know they're doing this dink and dunk stuff i'm like okay but after every play they're going in the huddle and it's like what are you guys doing there's no sense of urgency and and they've got like they get sacked montana gets sacked and then it's like wait what are you doing and so they get to the 30 the rams 30 and montana completes another pass it's like in the middle of the field, but no one moves up the field to spike the ball. I'm like, what the heck? The game runs out because there's no hurry up. I'm like, this sim is the worst sim of football ever. And I have immediately disqualified every result I have since seen of this BR um, simulated bat all-time team. Again, Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens on one side. Mm-hmm. George Kittle's a tight end. Davis is a backup tight end. And let's say Roger Craig or Ricky Waters is a running back? No. Roger Craig, Frank Gore are the running backs. I'm sorry. Did did these idiots not know? This is actually the precursor to the greatest show on turf. Literally no way that team would have lost to, to any squad. I fully expected that team to be in the Super Bowl or championship of this thing. They lose in the first round because of no clock management. No, they they lose if you have I'm, I'm unless you had what's that dude? Blaine Gabbert as quarterback. No, who no, I'm trying. If you had Jeff Fisher as the offensive coordinator. <laughs> For this team, maybe they lose. 
any any competent team, if you had Mike McCarthy as the the coach, it's a blowout. Yeah, I, I, I was very annoyed with it. And I was like, all right, well, clearly I'm not going to pay any more attention to this because they are smoking everything to come up with this result. Yeah, I don't feel like if actual people played that, that would happen at all. Come on. The sim was playing with half a brain. Let me say this. I am a Broncos fan. I know my best Bronco team, which is pretty much the two teams that won back-to-back Super Bowl with a couple (laughs) extra players fit in there here and there. (laughs) I'm still not seeing that Niners team. I mean, well, you should not. I'm just, I mean, just straight up honest. It's like cornerbacks, that's, you, you're you on a whole different level against those two dudes. I mean, Steve Atwater's a big dude, can make some good hits, but he's not stopping Terrell. I mean, like, Terrell wasn't a soft match. He would go in the middle. Jerry Terrell. is going to You're, you're bored with Terrell. Yeah, like, Jerry is a problem. Oh, and then go with three wide set and John Taylor's in. No, I, I don't. No, I'm good. I I, I expect my fantasy matchups for me to have a chance in. <laughs> like, nah, champ, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I was. I was like, okay, clearly I won't watch any more of this because this is stupid. <laughs> the simulation is garbage, and I'm having no more of this. So yeah, I, I was like, oh, I see them posting more of these results, and I'm like, this this doesn't even count. Clearly, it does not Obi-Wan matter. Everyone should literally just be waving his hand. Just does does this does not count. So, but I am playing a video game that's not new to most people, but it is like NBC would say, new to me. I'm playing Detroit. And Detroit is this very fascinating, uh, I guess sort of, not a simulation, but it's you're controlling three androids and you're dealing with rising anti-android sentiment among the population of Detroit. And you play one of three robots, or you, you play as three robots throughout the various chapters of the game. And the graphics on this game are amazing. It's one of my favorite kind of games where your choices dictate what happens and they show you all of these branching paths based on how you interact, what you say, what you do. Um, And I told you last time we talked that it was like the um, Until Dead games, Submersive games, I believe is their production company, but you actually can go back and make the change and see what would happen if you did something different which was great because I wanted to see how one thing would change because I was not happy with one choice earlier. And it's like they have like a narrator type character who goes, hey, we advise you to play through the game one time with your decisions. But I'm like, this decision ended a chapter and got one of my characters killed. So I'm not going to listen to you now. So that's that's what happened. What game are you playing now? Uh, Well... I love, well, hey, I made the dumb decision uh, last week and I downloaded the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. And I kind of devoured it in like 20 minutes after it was like one o'clock when I tried to play and then couldn't beat the demo part, which impressed the heck out of me. Then when I actually beat it, I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to have any time to play this game. Except now I'm quarantined. And the game comes out on Friday. Oh, it does? Yes. Yes, it oh. does. Needless to say, uh, Friday, my uh, as soon as I have to stop work, once I'm done working, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake will be in, and the phones will somehow mysteriously be off. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but until then, I am actually playing, what is it? Uh, yes, also like you, it's not new, but I finally started playing Spider-Man on the PS4. Nice. And I kind of see how people say I could literally sit around, like zoom around on his web, like, you know, fl- uh, flying around uh, New York City the whole, like for hours. I'm like, I can see doing that. It's pretty yeah. dang cool. It's like, oh yeah, there's a random mugging. I'll, I'll go down and stop that. But yeah, let's, let's enjoy this New York city- cityscape for a while. So Yeah, they do all kinds of stuff to really get your attention. It's like, well, yeah. 
I could do that. You know, some games you feel like you're playing a side quest, and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't have time for this mess. I'm thinking this one you could easily get down a rabbit hole, like, oh yeah, that main quest, yeah, got it. Sorry, my bad. That's that's kind of what happened with me. And then I think the only thing that kind of kept me pushing forward was the fact that they had some DLC, three other stages that I could play, and I finished like the entire game and then played those chapters. They were very involved in terms of DLC. And I think I paid maybe 12 or 15 bucks for them. So it was to me well worth paying that extra, you know, $5 for a chapter. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. But yeah, it's, it's a game that I was like, man, this is fun. I think that was one of the reasons why when I saw the Avengers video game trailer, I was like, this doesn't look like it's going to be as good as Spider-Man. And I'm still not sold on that game, but it doesn't matter because it's not available and won't be for a while anyway. You know, I'm I'm wondering how many other video games and stuff like that are going to be delayed because I mean, video games they think most of them most of the people work from home, but it's like or do everything's computer based. But I'm like, I mean, I'm I'm just happy I get Final Fantasy. And it's like okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, I got. I mean, I got like at least like 60 hours blocked off for one disc because it's, it, I mean, it's a two part. I'm going to be like, uh, hello, I would like to waste my life trying to level up Knights of the Round, please. Hello. It's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to, oh, they might not even have that in this game. It would be even more awesome. Did you ever yep. deal with that? What? Knights of the Round. No. I thought you said Knights of the Round. No. What? Knights of the Ring? What? 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 What movie was that? A uh, video game? I'm not sure I'm familiar with the term. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Knights of the Round, you had to do like ridiculous side quest to get the thing, and then to max it out was even more of a only a I don't know only a teenager who decided they weren't doing anything for like a month could actually level the thing up. Without like that's true. the game shark, because I literally had the game shark, and it still took like three hours. <laughs> and you got like a buttload of like experience points for just doing the most basic fight, and it still took like three hours to max that thing out. It's like okay, like yeah. it, it is still the uh, the thing of nightmares for uh, me and Will. We're like, yeah, I can't do that again. I'm like, no, we can't. Now without a game shark, we can't do it. It's just not gonna happen. So, but I'd really like to. Hey, man, if you want to farm it out to some kid, pay them, like, you know, sub-minimum wage numbers. Hey, it's the American way. <laughs> like, good luck. I'm not going to say where you farm it out to, but I think it, I think that kid will still make money. So <laughs> He'll stream it on his Twitch channel. He'll be fine. Everyone, Everybody wins. Like, his patrons get it. He's, he's happy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... In addition to playing copious amounts of video games, I also finished up my March Bashness 2020 tournament. A lot of fun. Thanks, everybody, who voted and took part in the fun. Uh, it was crazy because you and I, despite being home, I had to keep moving quickly to get them posted to get people to vote. So we weren't able to actually record any more of our buildup for it. But hopefully next year, if I plan it out better, we'll actually be able to do that. Yeah, man, I, I enjoyed it. And then it was like, hey, man, when are we going to do the next round? Oh, uh, man, votes came up. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it was like I was shooting at random points. So it was like, okay, I've just shot 20 matches. Let's post and edit these photos. And, yeah, and doing a podcast afterwards is just going to be like, ah. And it just seemed like it was a quick turnaround as soon as I posted them from when people started voting. Yeah. Anyhow. But in addition to that, I have been watching movies. Some of them have been good. Some of them have been not so good. Uh, One on the good side was VFW. It's this movie about a Veterans of Foreign Wars um, bar run by Stephen Lang. He's got Fred Williamson, uh, William Sadler, some of his buddies, and they're dealing with a bunch of drug heads that are basically walking zombies trying to kill this girl who's stolen some of their drugs. So these old guys decide to go expendables on them and shoot and kill everybody that comes their way. And, and it they're is like zombies too? Um, 
it's kind of like Assault on Precinct 13 mixed in with a little bit of Expendables and more violence. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably meaning it doesn't have a PG-13 rating. You're correct. No PG-13 to be found. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a perfect quarantine movie where it's like, yeah, I could watch old guys beat up people for a while. No problem. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they were going ridiculous like, oh, <laughs> they're going to be the road warriors because they're old veterans. No, they were getting pushed around and treated exactly how you expect 20-year-olds to treat older guys. Okay. Yeah, they just use their their guile and experience and uh, spike bats to get the job done. And the fact they've actually been in a fight once in their yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. In, in real fights. Huh. Okay. Huh. That sounds like a plan. It was, and you know, with, uh, without any TV shows outside of Walking Dead to review, which is we're going to get to its last episode this week or today. And I have more time to watch movies. And I decided I was going to resume. I waited, you know, taken a few months off that I could do in this perfect time now to do a marathon of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so I wanted to go into this with you talking about phase one. And I finished watching Captain America, the first Avenger last night. But there were a few things that really stood out to me, and I just want to go over with you. First, I don't understand how this deal works, but why in the world would Paramount Pictures sell off their Marvel properties to Disney? Quick cash. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, you think about it, Marvel. If you if you Paramount, you're like, yeah, I don't know how these uh, Marvel movies are gonna go. But you know, I really think Star Trek is the way to go. <laughs> I was thinking, it was like, so that leaves it with Star Trek and Transformers. Hmm. Good call. Yeah, like, what world was that a good deal? Uh, Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I was was just thinking, like, boy, you guys really, like, you cost yourselves uh, five, six, seven billion off of Avengers, Avengers, Infinity War, Endgame. Black Panther and Captain Marvel combined? But you but the truth is you needed somebody to have a vision for the whole thing. I mean But Kevin Feige was involved right from the start. I just I mean I'm just I'm sure Disney paid a buttload of money to make it worth it, but I'm thinking I just held on to it and have all that money for ourselves. Then it went down a further rabbit hole and was just thinking if Disney never purchased them, how much different things would have been? Like, um, would it have changed how some characters were presented? Uh, would it have made meant that some characters just never got in there? Or Spider Man doesn't come in. I, I don't think I don't think they could have negotiated. Paramount would have had the juice to get Fox to to let them go. Sony for him. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Sony, Sony. I don't think they would have had the juice of Sony, and I definitely uh, Marvel. No matter when it comes out, that would that would just not be a thing. Yeah, and then I wonder. We probably would not have had many of the TV shows. Uh, at least Agents of Shield. Probably not on ABC. Probably. No, um, aren't they Paramount? I mean, I guess they're um, Disney, but... Disney, so... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a weird rabbit hole that I went down and thinking, like, man, what if Paramount held on to this thing and just said, yeah, Disney, we're not selling because we're going to make a bazillion and twelve dollars here. Black Panther doesn't get made. I think Black Panther still got would get made because it would have been long enough in that point that they were like, sure, do whatever you want to do, Kevin. We trust you. Here's a, here's two hundred million dollars. Go make us a billion. Yeah. And well, here's I mean, maybe the other thing is there might have if you kept even just the Avengers. Well, okay, like is it maybe Iron Man two was part of Paramount? No, right up through the first Avengers, Paramount had all those films. Okay, so all right, so with that, Black, there's maybe it is more of a chance that Black Widow gets her movie. 
Yeah, I'm thinking like permanently. That might be the one good thing if Paramount, because they would have been like, well, we did build her up pretty good in Iron Man 2, and she was very useful in Avengers, so what's not to make a movie about? Because yeah. it was the old, old, wait, was it the old Marvel boss who didn't like Yeah, the old, yeah. Uh, no, was it the Marvel boss? I think, I think it is a Marvel guy. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But that was interesting. And then I just, I was watching and I was just thinking how when Iron Man came out, Iron Man came out, it was really well done. And it still completely holds up today. And I'm watching it and like, wow, that was a really well done comic book movie. It's like everything falls into place perfectly. It all makes sense. And they even start laying all these breadcrumbs for where they're going to go like when he starts off this first flight and he ices up because he's going too far in the the atmosphere which then they kind of call back to with him flying up into space and Avengers to throw the rocket it's like if he hadn't done that he wouldn't have never had the need to put that advancement in his armor it's like man that's interesting how they just think so much about these little things that they connect and then um, what else was it that was really interesting to me? Um, oh, just the whole deal with Coulson and how important Coulson is and all this and just how much of a presence he is. Just the little things like uh, sit well. And yeah, that was first. I mean, and if you go for Iron Man, because was sit well in Iron Man? Sit well showed up in Thor, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, you think about it, it's like, it's, they got a whole second show. I mean, not not alone with the movies, they got a TV show, and then the TV show got awesome because of the things that happened in the movie. And it's like, I mean, that I mean, to me, that's that's somebody who had like, that's a group that had a vision. Like, hey, we're not going to book this movie, each movie on the fly. Here's what you're going to keep a breadcrumb in this, and this is all going to tie in and look really cool to you. Yeah, and then it's like kind of like watching that first post-credit scene. It's like, oh my gosh, just think of where all this is going to go. And then from Iron Man, I'm sorry, from Iron Man to the Incredible Hulk, and you know, every time I watch that movie, I feel like it is underrated. I feel like people don't appreciate it for whatever reason. But it's like, man, that is a great movie. Edward Norton does such a great job as frail Bruce Banner and William Hurt's a tremendous bad guy who thinks he's not the bad guy. Blonsky levels up throughout the movie to get on Hulk's level, which makes that last fight scene meaningful. And Wait, so you mean the person has some adversity and it <laughs> makes it meaningful? Oh, yeah, weird concept, I know. Interesting. I think maybe the only thing that was kind of weak was how Betty Ross was portrayed, but that's not really any different than Pepper in the first two Iron Man films, where it's just like, okay, I'm the screamy love interest. Well, she was, I mean, she helped him out doing his thing, you know, Liv Tyler. Maybe, I mean, if you don't like her voice, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I would actually like to talk to somebody that says, I mean, if you say the other movies are better, I'll be like, okay, fine. But to say that movie is bad, I'm just like, what's wrong with that movie? It's like, because if, ta- if you take out all the, you know, later Avengers movies and you compare it to anything else, it's like, that movie probably is one of the better superhero movies if you don't take out, if you take out the Marvel stuff, the later Marvel stuff. It's like, yeah. Hulk was Hulk. He wasn't so, ooh, I got daddy issues. It was like, I'm throwing stuff. I'm beating the heck out of tanks and everybody right, else. Right, right. I mean, those, those fights were like, oh, shoot. Hulk is really cutting loose here. Mm-hmm. And then I just loved the little things, like the small touches, like bringing in Luke Rigno to have that cameo. Yeah. That was cool. The reference to the purple pants, the music. It's just like, gosh, this was a really well done movie. And I'm like, man. I wish they were able to keep things going with Universal where they could have made more Hulk films because I would have loved to have seen the direction they you know, could have gone with just Hulk on his own 
and and you know Bruce Banner is the sole character, not you know part of an ensemble cast. I mean, because it's like after Avengers, if you think about after Avengers one, Hulk is still Hulk, and he still could be a man on the run who's not loved by everybody. So he goes back on, you know, a Hulk-like journey, you know, to find his cure. So you always, I mean, it could have been an interesting move or it could have been like, what else is he going to do? I mean, Hulk's got, I mean, his bad guys are, uh, you know, Red Hulk, which they could, they, they led, they put the groundwork in there. Uh, and they also laid the groundwork for the leader. Oh, and yeah, that's right. There, there was... Definitely directions they could have gone with the sequel. As I watched the first five films of Phase One, it continues to be the case where I think that Thor was the most important movie in Phase One. Maybe of like the first three phases. <laughs> it's like explain it, cause... sure. Because Iron Man was a success. And people could wrap their head around a guy wearing a suit of armor that flies. They've seen enough Batman movies where it's like, okay, I can give it that. And the TV show Hulk had already gotten people, oh yeah, he gets mad, he turns green, and gets really powerful. Thor was the biggest stretch because, all right, this guy's not from Earth. He's an Asgardian god of thunder and lightning. He has a magic hammer that fly that allows him to fly and channel lightning and thunder. And everybody talks fancy with a sort of Shakespearean accent. And they've got all these mysterious magical creatures involved and a rainbow bridge. There's a lot of elements that we'd never seen before in a comic book movie. Like Superman was an alien, but basically raised in you know midwest usa thor was totally totally different and if thor didn't work especially given where they were going to position him and loki for avengers it really could have messed up everything else in phase one like oh we're building off of that lame character who was a cornball in his own solo movie and his brother who is also corny yeah those guys were laughing stocks. I think they may have had to change up some stuff based off of the reaction of audiences if they hated it. Like, say, uh, a Suicide Squad or something. Yeah, or Iron Fist. Like, if they just really hated it, it would have messed everything up. Iron Man and Hulk would have been fine, but Thor was the most important one. Captain America was fine on its own because it was a period piece where you just go, ah, it's alright. They didn't like that. They just don't like World War II movies. We'll put them in modern era. We'll fix any problems people have with Cap. But Thor couldn't get changed to a different time period. You couldn't get his powers in a different way. It was a take it or leave it kind of presentation of Thor. He was the actual superhero. Yeah. And Kenneth Branagh, I think, making it the way he did treating it I don't say super serious, but treating everything on Asgard serious and making Earth more of the comedic realm and lighthearted where they could kind of sort of question some stuff about Thor without going, Thor is a cheesy, corny character. Let's dissect everything that's bad about Thor. There was skepticism with him with characters like Eric Selvig. But they weren't flat out saying he's corny. Why is he dressed like this? Why, you know, they they he took very great care to not trash Thor with the presentation from people. Yeah, okay, yeah, because if, if he probably maybe if even the screenplay calls for Thor to be in costume the whole movie, it might admit like okay, this everybody's gonna treat him as a joke, like you know. yeah. So okay. The one interesting thing I noticed that they figured out a storytelling presentation kind of early on where they start off with a sort of significant action sequence or something to hook you. And then they go back and tell the story of how this happened. Like with the first Iron Man, he's in the Humvee uh, rolling along along with the rest of the, the squad. They get blown up. 
and then he's got to become Iron Man. And Hulk, he's already Hulk, and he is trying to figure out, trying to keep control, and it kind of presented like a horror movie almost. That was, I think that was one of the best things about that movie. Yes. They didn't do a horror, it's like, he's Hulk. Okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, then we see everything we need to in the flashback, or not a flashback, it's just the opening credits. And in Thor, they show Thor full-powered, this is what Thor can do. And then it's, here's the whole concept of this movie, how he's getting back to this. And Captain America opens with, hey, this guy's really important. Let's find out why this guy's really important. Cue the flashbacks. So I think that was a smart approach because they they didn't just spend so much time building to the character, putting on the outfit. It was like, okay, cool. This is why this guy matters. Stay tuned. Yeah, they had done a linear story arc, right. I think it would have been. I think all of them, like, if we see Thor for the first time without that action sequence <laughs> yeah. in Earth, trying um, to be him, Thor, yep. it wouldn't have worked. Uh, no. Cap is Cap before you see him become Cap would have been like, so what? He's a dude who gets a shield and he's got a dude named Bucky. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, but, I mean, that, I mean, like, as I always say, like, out of the uh, Iron Man is the one that has to work and it works. But I think Captain America is one of those. That's probably my favorite standalone early movie. Which one? Uh, phase one. Cap. Oh, okay. It's just like they, they got, I mean, I think they, they're, they had the, probably the best uh, cast around the hero. Oh my gosh. You know, it was another thing that I noticed not early on, but it was just like, gosh, None of those movies had bad casts. Like, every one of them has somebody who was, like, up for an Oscar, <laughs> won some acting hardware. I mean, geez, who is it? Jeff uh, Bridges in Iron Man. Then you got Gwyneth Paltrow. She won an award. Terrence Howard, nominated for Oscar. You've got William Hurt, Liv Tyler, Edward Norton, even our boy Ty Burrell. I mean, just, just quality. Tim Roth, then you move on to Iron Man 2, and it's, you know, same cast as basically the first one. Then they kind of, I don't know if you'd say upgrade or or kind of balanced out with Don Cheadle, because he immediately fits right in, because he was never in that War Machine armor, so it's not as big a stretch. Then you got Cap with freaking Tommy Lee Jones in there. I mean, it's like, good grief. You've got Tommy Lee Jones, the best supporting actor playing another supporting role, but it's not even as significant as the one that got him an Oscar. And he just absolutely is the glue of that film. And it's just like, boy, these, they didn't mess around with any member of that cast. Like, I think that was their problem. Like, I think that's one of the things that really worked for Marvel. They, anyone was a main character. They didn't put it up to chance that you might not be up for the test. They weren't going with some unknown guy who just may be okay. You might, I mean, it's like, even like, as, a, as I think, like how Superman, the original movie did, it's like, we got Marilyn, uh, Marlon Brando and this Chris Reed. Even that was a stress. They, Marvel didn't take chances like that. They're like, no, nah, everybody in these leagues, we've seen them do their thing and they're good. I mean, the supporting characters around them are going to elevate the characters. And I also really make a point backing up what you're saying that of all those four standalone films, not including Iron Man 2, Chris Hemsworth is definitely the least known quantity. And another reason why Thor's success really propelled the MCU to a higher plane. Hmm. Because he's perfectly cast and he doesn't look out of place in scenes with Natalie Portman, Anthony Hopkins, I and mean, he's just like, yep, or Renee Russo, he he's right there. Yeah, they they look like they were having to carry him half the lines because he just looks apart. Yeah, it might be like, yeah, it's like, I mean, uh, and Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston, Hiddleston. Yeah, it's like if he sucks. Yep. That thing all goes to crap. <laughs> so, okay, good point. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting watching Thor play out, just knowing, you know, you see them one time for the first time. And then after you kind of watch them a few times and see where their characters evolve to, 
it's a very interesting scene where Thor and Captain America are as opposed to say Hulk and Iron Man who are not to say don't evolve but those characters stay largely the same for the saga where Cap and Thor have these very different evolutions and you know just alterations to their experience Thor becomes more humble he gets way more in touch with his emotional side to the point where he's super depressed and Captain America is learning okay I can't be this perfect idealistic person I have to make compromises I have to make some changes and I just have to be willing to accept those repercussions he's got accepted it's like this isn't the 1940s. It's like, thanks. It's like, like I said, things aren't perfect anymore. I got to accept a little gray. Yep. It's like, yeah. We're telling you Stark is basically like, yeah, I got this. I'm funny. It's uh, all about me. I'm loving my life. And I'm gravy, baby. Uh, nah, I, I, I disagree he, a little He bit. evolves to an extent, but he's he the guy... Up. He grows up, but I don't think he, of any of the characters, of those characters, has that far to get from point A to point C. Yeah, I mean, well, let's uh, go on with, like, Civil War is, like, his comp, you know, from Civil War to Endgame is when he's like, hey, if you had told me to bend over for Uncle Sam in Iron Man 1, that would have been a hard stretch. And then by end game, he's like, I told you we should have do it. We should have done it by now. It's like, mm-hmm. like, I think that, I mean, he, his evolution isn't as pronounced to be Thor said he's been around 5,000 years. He's, he's drinking and partying every, you know, every battle. This is the first time he, he's lost everybody. He's actually cared about. He's depressed. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, he got fat Thor after this, after 5,000 years, it's fat Thor. So, yeah. It's just really interesting, and I'm, and I was excited when I finished watching First Avenger last night. Like, oh shoot! Now we're gonna go to the culmination of all of these this hard work on these first five movies. And I remember being so excited and hyped up about Avengers, and you know, of course, knowing how they're gonna pull that off and deliver and then tease, maybe the greatest tease in a movie post credit scene where it's like oh my gosh are you really going to go this far and then knowing that they really are going to go that far and then some as this, as this deal continues to play out let me get it back you're saying the trailer uh, the post scene in first Avengers yes okay yeah that, you're like oh y'all are going Avengers this isn't like a yeah. game <laughs> we always talk about like y'all, y'all really going to do Avengers like oh shoot like Y'all can't do that. Like, Hollywood's too scared because they don't think comic book movies work. Yeah. They say they suck, and then they make X-Men movies. It's like, yeah. like you don't do that. Like, right. Especially uh, build it up to that. Like, like oh, shoot. All of these guys are going to be important. Right. Yeah, and just how far it's going to go from there. Like, oh, man, we're going to have 15 more characters who are important by the time... The first Avengers ends to Endgame, but it, it's and then you get Endgames. I'm sorry, then you get Avengers. Like, wait, are y'all fighting Thanos? Yeah, like oh. that was that was like oh. <laughs> so, so you're building up two Avengers to build up to Thanos. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, I see you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like whoa. We'll, we'll, I'm sure I will watch through Phase Two. Uh, by the time we talk next week. So I think, you know, I will visit, I'll break down phase two again. I just thought like, wow, these guys weren't messing around. And then seeing early on, like where they go from one movie to the next, to the next, then build it up and deliver. And then where they go from there, just really impressive and a cool thing to see pay off. And even though I can't watch it again for the first time, it is very cool experiencing it all over again. I was going to say, but I think the best thing for Marvel is they never had a flop. I don't know what that would have done to them, their confidence, if they just had one movie just completely flop. Like, I I mean, 
Ant-Man and the Wasp were like, oh, this doesn't work? Oh, whatever. I mean, they just, anything that was integral to their story did not flop. Everything was just like, no, we got it. And then even the stuff that wasn't super integral to the main overarching plot still was perfectly entertaining for what it was. I see... Let's jump ahead real fast then, because I know I'm gonna, I'm not gonna watch this. I don't think there was some debate on Twitter last week. What was the worst MCU movie, Iron Man three or Thor: The Dark World? And I can tell you, one of those movies is not in my collection. I may rewatch it simply for the value of Disney Plus, but I don't know, man. I'm kind of like, I don't think that's a huge question because one really just feels, I think the timing of Iron Man 3 is kind of weird in the sense of where it goes following the first Avengers and it doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't feel as serious and it also feels like, well, where are the rest of these guys that can help you with this situation? And I don't, I hate the, the big twist to his main bad guy, so... Whereas Thor is just kind of a, okay, this is fine. Stuff happens. And I think unlike uh, Iron Man 3, Dark World gets a super huge boost from later films, specifically in-game, where stuff that happens in it matters more because it actually, you know, they go back to it. Whereas I mean, Thor, Thor, I mean, just like Loki dies in that movie. Like, that is, I mean, like, everything that happens in, like, his mom dies in that movie. There are certain things that happen in Dark World that have significance. Yeah, that matter. It's, 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 I mean, Iron Man 3 is a standalone epilogue at best. Yeah, that's that's how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't have to watch it to hmm. get anything out of it. Rhodey doesn't actually use the Iron Patriot suit after that um, when he's fighting most of the time. Uh, Pepper's Pepper. <laughs> uh, he just fights a random bad guy, and yeah. So it's like, I mean, we didn't. I mean, we don't even deal with his. I mean, we deal with his PTSD in the first and by the halfway mark of the movie, and it's never brought up again. Right. So it's just, I feel like Iron Man's journey doesn't really continue with Part Three, but it continues more in uh, Age of Ultron and Civil War. <laughs> like, okay, don't need you for that. Uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll talk more in Phase Two later. What are you watching? What have you been picking up since this quarantine happened? Well, since I uh, I, I was since this thing started. I have actually just because I think Gunners was messing with me recently about uh, Smallville season nine, and I'm just like, well, man, this this season's awesome. So I decided to end up watching it again. I'm just like, yeah, I think Gunner hasn't seen this season in a while. I, I really just like to let him borrow the Blu-rays. It's like season nine's great. I'm watching season ten, and I'm like, yeah, season ten is not as good, but that's because. You're fighting not dark side. You're fighting multiple parts of bad guys, and they don't always work out as well. And the dude goes from wearing a black jacket and like the death of Superman kind of outfit to a leather jacket with the Superman on it, like just some random dude could do. Which stupid to me. Um, but I'm enjoying that. Then I picked up, I was watching Attack of the Clone and Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace is, Phantom Menace is what it is. Uh, you get some good lightsaber fights. Get introduced to some characters. Um, I feel like I Phantom think, Menace really gets a bad rep because people want something else from it. I think they go along with what happens in the rest of the movies. But Phantom Menace is the one where they're like, no, this is what's supposed to happen. And they're disappointed because it doesn't. But I look at Phantom Menace as the movie that's introducing you in a different slant to the main villain of the six movies of the Skywalker saga. You mean the Star Wars movies? 
Six, yes. The six movies in Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they are, they've got Rogue, Rogue One, yeah. Rogue One in and Solo. Solo. So, yeah, yeah they're, so they're, like, I mean, Emperor is always Emperor. I mean, that's why I said the six films of the, yeah. the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, it's like, and I, that's why I always, if nothing else, I love about Phantom Menace. It's every time you see Palpatine in, or Sidious on there, it's like, I don't know. There's something shady going on. That dude is evil. It's 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 like his character is really good. Um, and it's actor fun, as I say. That that is 100% my guilty pleasure movie. If that's on, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, just I find and everyone talks about the dialogue. I'm like, I'm sorry. I watch all these movies. If you want dialogue, go watch a movie that you have to pay complete attention to, and you're gonna fall asleep halfway through the movie. It's like. And you're still not going to want to watch it more than once. That's really not a good movie to me. Um, yeah, I, I, I think tonight might be uh, Revenge of the Sith, so I'm about nice. to castle that. Well, I mean, it probably will be good after I watch. This is going to be the season finale of Walking Dead? Yes. Yeah, so I'll probably, watch, I'll probably tackle that if I don't get uh, Spider-Man again. So, yeah, those have been my little quarantine uh, movie so far. And next, I'm going to tackle Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. All right, when are you going to do that? Because I'm, I'm going to, I've been trying to get Monica to watch it, and I just don't think she's ever going to go for it. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Monica's never going to watch it. <laughs> it's like the first time she sees an orc, she's going to be like, "All right, I'm out of here." <laughs> All right, and I'm done. I feel like that's the case too, and I'm like, eh. either that or the ring rays. I mean, it's just like, that's going to be like, how did, how were the orcs created? Okay, we're done here. <laughs> nope, not gonna do it. Nope. Like, I'll see you in nine hours, sir. Exactly. And it's like, just gonna, you're gonna have a look on your face, like, yeah, I knew that was gonna happen. Oh well. Probably. Press play. I do think that I may be able to to move forward now. Twenty four season six. So we may do that. Which one six? Do you remember? Yeah. Season six is the one after the best season, and it's the one right before the next best season. So it's really tricky, but stuff happens in media. Yeah, I don't think I've watched that. One. If if I had Hulu, I definitely would watch. It. I would definitely pick that up again. But I definitely, I don't. One of my things is twenty four must be watched within twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you can't but, just spread it out. No, it's like you got you have a couple extra hours in there because it's only 44 minutes. That's your bathroom break. You figure out all you need to do in that time. But it's 24 hours. If you can't do it like Jack Bauer, I mean, what are you doing with your life? What the heck are you doing? Yeah, it's 44 minutes for a reason, people. Go use the bathroom, put something in the microwave, come back quickly. You You don't have that kind of devotion. We don't need you. (laughs) <laughs> if Jack Bauer had had that kind of devotion, where would we be? Right. Exactly. Stuck inside with a global pandemic. Oh. You know yeah, what? I think you made our point. I think Trump cut the, the CTU budget. Hey, I would have cut CTU's budget. <laughs> no, I would have cut CTU's security. I wouldn't have cut CTU's budget. <laughs> Do they actually have security? <laughs> Hey, would, you, would you like to waltz in and just take out our whole defense terrorist unit? Yeah, sure, go ahead, man. We've got Harry listed down as security, sir. Harry's on his off-dated, of all days. Huh, who knew? Who, who would have seen that coming? Is anybody going to have an internal review since this has happened five seasons? I mean, five years in a row? Hey, it was five out of seven <laughs> and no, okay? <laughs> all right, okay. Yeah, I think it was like season five. You're just like, dang, I'm emotionally drained after this one. Okay. You want to go back to season six? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think I think season six is it's not a it's not the best one, but it's 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 24 and it's okay. I feel like after the fifth one, it was gonna be really hard to to be close to that. That's why I deliberately space out a very long time between season five and coming to this one. That's a smart way to go. Like yeah. Jack, Jack, I think takes some time after season five and you should too. Yeah. It's like, you need a, you need that break. And then it's like, Oh, okay. 
Then you get into the twenty to the twenty four world again. It's like okay. And then once you get past season six, it's like oh shoot, seven season seven is amazing. If you haven't seen season seven, I won't say why it's so amazing. Yeah, I was, I was gonna almost say something about like uh, the latter season. I'm just like man, <laughs> Jack, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. I, I, I think if you got Hulu, I think that would be it's nice the way to go. Rabbit yeah. hole to take yourself, especially if you're. I think 24. Cool thing is you could watch that while you're working from home, and you will know 100 percent when to pick your eyes up off your spreadsheet and stuff like. Oh shoot! Let me rewind it. <laughs> yeah, you it, it it'll give you that cue like, hey, you hear this person talking, this character you didn't think was important. They are. <laughs> Like, they do they do a good job of not spoiling stuff early on too, which I always liked about twenty four. It's like their reveals were Unless late. you watch Fox Football. <laughs> Stupid jerks. Still, I'm gonna watch it all over. So over. mad. So <gasps> mad. Yeah, I, I was binging long before binging was anything. I was I was marathon viewing. And the suckers ruined season one for me. So I'll never forgive Troy and, and Joe for that. I'm gonna blame them even though they had nothing to do with that part of it. You have to hear them, but that's far worse. Far, far worse. All right, bro. Well, we're going to wrap this bad boy up here. You got any dummies of the week? Uh, I don't even know if it's this week or last week, but my dummy of the week is whoever, whatever DJ, and I'm not, I'm pretty sure this dude said it to get more notoriety to his name, but the DJ (laughs) who claimed that Kanye West was better than Quincy Jones. Because I'm just, I, I just don't understand. Anyone who has any appreciation for music, even unless they come out of their mouth on the drunkest, highest occasion of ever humanity. It's, it's almost like, like calling Pharrell a young Teddy Pendergrass. No, Jeff, no. That's even that's even more like I will take that statement with more seriousness than Kanye West being better <laughs> than Quincy Jones. It's like I can have a Dwayne, you might have been drunk and said, you just said you just want to say some dumb mess. That is just stupid, ignorant, and you should be banned from Twitter for having that dumbass opinion. Just, ugh. Just like, and, I, and I dare y'all to come in the week. I bring you Thriller. <laughs> your argument, please. I'll just put this one album down <laughs> and walk away. Tell me, tell me y'all still jamming anything Quincy Jones did. Hey, have you been to a black wedding, Christmas party? anything oh i'm sorry it's not just black people i rest my case jury says you're an idiot (laughs) and they are correct so that dj is my dummy of the week smart play very very smart play all right well i don't know if i can disagree with that because i think 100 percent you are correct that is indeed foolishness yeah i think you win I'm not even going to bother trying to come up with someone else. He wins. 100%. You, sir, are the dummy of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. You, you lose, General Kenobi. Yeah. All right. Well, bro, uh, stay safe. Stay inside. Don't get in any trouble. And, uh, yeah, we, we should play some video games through the fun part of our uh, PlayStation Network. Right, Don't forget to yeah, that's true. Don't forget to grab the new free games this month. I think it's last game, last day to get the stuff from March. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uncharted 4. So in case, maybe I should make that my dummy of the week. Uncharted 4 is the featured game of the month for April. So if for some reason you just have never wanted to play Uncharted 4 and you didn't care when it was up on sale for 10 bucks. Because you wanted to wait until it was free, then now's your time. Definitely, it's the last day you better put this podcast up. Then, so <laughs> gotta get it to the masses. Got to get it out to the masses. All right, bro, shot. Thank you for joining me. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode allows movie files has been filed. <laughs> <laughs>